This call is being recorded. Wait. You're gonna be the first. You're gonna be the first person online, so you have to wait. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who's on the line? Good morning. It's Pretty Patrice. Good morning, Valacita. Good morning, Pretty Patrice. Good morning, Good morning, Yvonne. Good to hear you. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Good morning, it's Deborah Evans. <coughs> Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning, it's Renee. Good morning, Renee. morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who's on the line? Good morning. It's Krishanda. Good morning, Krishanda. How are you today? Wonderful. And you? 
good, thanks. Oh, good. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else is in the line? Hey, good morning, Valuables. This is uh, Mona. Good morning. Good morning, Mona. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us this morning? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Valuable. Good morning, family. It's Nikisha. Good morning, Nikisha. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Happy Wednesday, Sister Tracy. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Hey, it's Krishanda again. May I um, make a prayer request for Tony McGee? Tony McGee? Yes, Tony McGee. Okay. She's She's been ill. Um, so I'll just pray for, for her to recover. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Hey, Vivi. It's Didi. Good morning. Good morning, Didi. That's our workout queen. <laughs> Trying to get a little oxygen ministry going on. <laughs> That's awesome. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning? Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place your phones on mute. 
Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Be sure to continue to join us for the rest of the month of July for a whole bunch of power-packed individual and unique messages from all of our wonderfully gifted declares. You don't want to miss the rest of the messages this month because you will be blessed. We have two announcements. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. when we will call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, if you have been blessed by the call and would like to sow in to Declare Victory prayer call, please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash Declare Victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There are no new prayer requests from the app. However, we have a spoken prayer request from Krishanda for Tony McGee. Please pray for Tony for healing and recovery. Thank you so much. The order of the call is as follows. The declaration will be done by Dion. Praying and corporate praise will be done by Tanya. And then we'll go right into closing comments, which will be hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order, declaration by Dion, praying in corporate praise by Tanya, and then the closing comments will be hosted by Dion. The scripture today is Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off of mute. I now pass the call to Dion. Well, good morning, God morning, great morning, and happy Wednesday to each and every one of you. Um, I pray that this morning finds you well. And I thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, I am grateful for... Um, honestly, I'm just grateful to be alive this morning, grateful to have another opportunity to get this thing called life right. Because if I know nothing else, um, somebody did not get that opportunity today. And so before I even begin, I just want to tell the Lord, thank you uh, for life, health and strength, for the activity of my limbs, for soundness of mind. Um, and as my grandmother would say, a, a reasonable portion of my health and strength, it could be different, but he has again been merciful. Um, the twins got up with us this morning and my prayer for you today is that you have uh, enough strength to remember that if you keep going, you'll win if you don't quit. Amen. So again, I thank God uh, for uh, the opportunity to share this morning. I thank God for uh, his word being consistent and faithful and true. I'm very, very grateful that I finally figured out 
that if in fact um, I use the word of God as my anchor, uh, as my source of instruction uh, for clarity and for uh, divine intervention, so to speak, or for a lack of better words. But I, I'm just grateful that we have uh, a, a personal GPS system that we can use every single day to get us from point A to point B. Just kind of FYI, this morning, um, my my reading is going to be lengthy. Um, I also have several scriptures of reference. Um, and just FYI as well, um, I am in touch with um, Minister Cornell Doss's family and friends, um, just with regard to keeping us posted on uh, on celebration information. So um, be looking out for that. Uh, if I don't know anything else, I know that there is a specific allotted amount of time that we have here on earth um, to do any and everything that it is that we were created and or designed to do. Uh, while this is not the specifics of my share, I just want to share this with you. Ecclesiastes 3, um, 1 through 15, and it reads as such, for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Um, I shared that uh, as a precursor to today's share. Um, you know how we have a uh, casual colloquialism that says it is what it is. Well, if the truth be told, uh, today I recognize um, on a much more vast scale that it is what it was. Amen. That's my, my share title for today. It is what it was. Uh, my grandmother used to always say, there is nothing new common to, I mean, uh, there's nothing new under the sun that is not common to man. Um, everything happens in its time and in its season. We have absolutely no control um, over some things, but what we do um, have control over is our um, desire to know more, to grow more, to do more, and to be more. Um, and the reality is, even if we do all of those things, it still is what it was. Amen. Um, and so today's primary reading is, um, no ma'am, is going to be uh, John, the seventh chapter. John, the seventh chapter. And one of the things that impresses me um, to date Amen. 
Uh, if I can have everyone that can and will, please, ma'am, please, sir, don't forget to mute your phone. I'll give you a second to do that. Amen. Um, right before I go into John 7, I'm just going to read this, this scripture really quickly. Um, Acts 1 and 7. Acts 1 and 7. And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or season that the Father has fixed by his own authority. Uh, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed for his own authority. Um, you know, uh, amazingly enough, uh, just in life in general, as you live and you grow and you kind of become, there, there are some things that I think we just innately come to understand. Um one thing I understand is some things I have absolutely no control over. Um, some things I have complete control over. Um, I, I used to hear my grandmother also say, uh, honey, ain't nobody coming to save you. You better figure it out and save yourself. Um, that being said, there are certain things that until you set your mind or fix your mind and the definition of fix simply being fastened securely in position, fastened securely in position. I recognize that there are certain things in life uh, that are fastened securely in position. Um, number one, primarily being the word of God. So I'm going to go into this reading and then I'm going to use a little bit of an Ebonic twist on this morning, just so you guys know, um, because it's so plain on so many different levels. But this particular passage of scripture, um, it made my heart smile as I read it. Again, John 7, uh, starting from verse one. After this, Jesus went through Galilee. He didn't want to go to Judea because the Jewish leaders were there looking for him to kill him. But when the Jewish festival of tabernacles was near, Jesus' brothers said to him, Hey, bruh, why don't you leave Galilee, slide through Judea, so that the other folks will see what you got going on. Let them see what you do. No one wants to become a public figure and acts in secret. Who sneaks around to be great? Since you are doing these things, show yourself to the world. For even his own brothers missed it. They didn't believe it. I'm going to pause right there because one of the first things that I love about Jesus is he was so uninterested in impressing people with who he knew he was. Something happens when you are fixed. Something happens when you know exactly who you are. There is a different level of confidence. And the crazy part is, if you look too closely with an eye of scrutiny, confidence and competence can look like arrogance. 
right? Uh, let me keep reading. So then Jesus said, look, check this out. I, I, it's not my time to do this. For you, any time will do. Like right up and through here. I mean, it's always your time. But me, I don't really have time to front. For the world cannot hate you. But it hates me because I testify that every single thing y'all do down here is ratchet. You go to the festival. I'm not going. Because my time has not come. Because it is not time for me to floss. Because I have absolutely nothing to prove. Because it doesn't matter who sees me or who doesn't because I am who I am and what is already was. I'm not confused about who and what I am. After he had said this, he stayed in Galilee. However, after his brothers had left the festival, he said, eh, I'm a slide too. Not publicly though. I'm going to stand in the cut and watch all of y'all. Now at the festival, the, Jesus, uh, the Jewish leaders were watching for Jesus. Listen to this. Get this. While he knew they wanted to kill him, he knew that they knew he probably would be there. They see him, but they don't see him. They looking for him, but they don't see him. Right? Um... At the festival, the Jewish leaders were watching for Jesus and asking, where is he? It's a trip when even your haters ask, where he at though? <laughs> In my grace voice. Among the crowd, there was whispers. They was, they was chit-chatting. They was doing that water cooler talk, as uh, Miss Linda Phillips used to say. They were talking about him. Some said, listen, you know, I kind of dig Jesus. He He's lightweight, cool. Other folks were saying, uh-uh, he around here, he a cult leader. <laughs> but no one would say anything publicly, right? For the fear of the Jewish leaders, even borderline connecting them together. Now I just added a whole bunch of that, a whole bunch of that narrative. But isn't it just like people? Uh some, they say they on your side, then others are like, yeah, mm -mm, I don't know what she got going on over there. I don't know what he got going over there. But not until halfway through the festival did Jesus go up to the temple courts and begin to teach. Get this, pause, Selah. Even though he knew they were trying to kill him, even though he knew that some were standing in one corner hating on him, he knew that there was a crowd of people that he was responsible for telling the truth to. In spite of the threat, in spite of the probability of them attempting to arrest him for being great. That's crazy, right? When somebody is after you simply because it is what it was. How did this man get such learning without having been taught? Now, mind you, they're thinking it. They're chattering about it. Yet Jesus, being all-knowing, responded in 16, saying, and Jesus answered, my teaching is not my own. It comes from the one who sent me. 
Anyone who chooses to do the will of God will find out that whatever uh, my te- I'm sorry, what whoever speaks on their own does not. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyone who chooses to do the will of God will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. Listen, you don't have to take my word for it. If I say it and it comes to pass, chances are I got private intel. Whoever speaks on their own doesn't does so to gain personal glory. So when you start to making up stuff and carrying on, it's not based on my father being glorified, but it's based on you wanting a celebration. But he who speaks the glory of the one who sent him is a man of truth. There is nothing false about him. Has not Moses given you the law? Get this. You had the law, right? You had the history. You had all of the past uh, rules and regulations. But now here I am, right? Here I'm standing and still you trying to kill me, right? It says not yet one of you keeps the law. So then why would you be trying to kill me, right? This is Jesus speaking. And he said to them, I did one little old miracle that was really to appease y'all. And you are all blown away, spooked, absolutely taken aback by the reality that I am exactly who I was. And I am who I said I'm going to be. So I was that then. I am currently that. And tomorrow I'm going to still be just that. That's confidence and competence. Yet because Moses gave you circumcision, so he gave you a ritual, he gave you a routine, he gave you a process to abide by, though actually it did not come from Moses, but from the parchments. uh, You circumcise a boy on the Sabbath, and now if a boy can be circumcised on the Sabbath so that the law of Moses may not be broken, which still is, Why are you angry with me for healing a man's entire body on the Sabbath day? I did exceeding abundant above and beyond what you thought about doing through your ritualistic churchy practices. And I did something that changed a man's life. I didn't just cut back his flesh. I absolutely transformed him instantly. Stop judging by mere appearance. But instead, use wisdom and judge correctly. At that point, some of the people of Jerusalem begin to ask, Is, isn't this the man that they trying to kill? Well, here he is right now in front of them speaking publicly. Look, check this out. And they some punks. They ain't said a single word, honey child. They have sat in the corner and watched this great man be great and sat over there and mumbled and complained and murmured about how they wanted to kill him. But isn't it amazing that Jesus said way before that it is not my time, right? Now, mind you, we said Acts 1 and 9 or 1 and 7 that says uh, that the, the times are already fixed by the father. 
And then Jesus told them up above, it's not my time right now. I'm not, I'm not really going to the Passover. If I show up, y'all going to show up to be seen. Y'all going to show up because you want an applause or you want to see what's going on. I came to come teach and give life and speak life and change lives. So I'm going to do that. Y'all go over there high side. I'm going to stand back. I'm going to sit in the cut until I get my cue from Pops to go teach the freedom that I bring. Right. Now, uh, here he is speaking publicly, and they have not said a mumbling word, child. Have the authorities really concluded that he is the Messiah? Something didn't happen because ain't nobody made not a single move, and he ain't hiding. <laughs> Look, tap your neighbor and say, I ain't hiding, right? But we know where this man is from. When the Messiah comes, no one will know where he's from. But isn't that Joseph and Mary's boy? Wasn't he the carpenter? Isn't, isn't that the one from down there off of uh, 14th and Cutting? Right? Seemed like to me over there by the park, you know, not far from Pat's uh, uh, Paper Shack off Ohio. Remember when Reg used to be over there? I remember that he used to be over there and, and seemed like to me his mama wouldn't let him come outside. I, I used to see him sitting up in the window, peeking out, everybody else playing, everybody else doing their thing. But I know exactly where he came, came from. He cannot possibly be the Messiah. Isn't that what they say about you? They know your history. Uh, they know where you came from. They know what your, as as we used to say back in the day, they know what your stomping grounds were or used to be. And for some odd reason, they cannot understand your confidence and your competence, which to them sometimes appears as arrogance. They can't understand why they keep showing up and uh, quote unquote showing out in their own strength and their own power. And here you are waiting to the ninth hour, showing up and standing in the cut, observing, looking for an opportunity to be great very deliberately. And then when you show up, everybody that had something to say suddenly gets hush mouth. I absolutely love the word of God. And uh, then Jesus, still teaching in the temple courts, cried out, yeah, 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 man, you know me. And you know where I come from, quiet as it's kept. I'm not here on my own authority, but he who sent me is absolutely the truth. You do not know him, obviously, but I know him because I am from him and he sent me. Listen, uh, look at yourself in the mirror and say, he sent me. You don't have to like it. Uh, we don't got to hang out. We don't have to kick it. You don't have to be my friend in public or private. But what I do know is I know that I am from my father. I'm about my father's business. He knows me. And when it's time uh, and he does what he does so well, uh, he identifies the times. He identifies the placement. He identifies the position. He identifies even your release date, no matter what that looks like. He sent you here. At this, they tried to seize him. Right. So technically what they did was run up. But guess what? They didn't touch him. And they didn't touch him because 
his hour had not come. And there's something about uh, when God gives an instruction and or an order, there's a silent, absolute uh, uh, declaration in the atmosphere that says you can say whatever you want to say. Look, sweetie, you can even think whatever you want to think. You can talk about Jesus until you turn purple. But the truth is, you know what it is because it is what it was. Somebody needs to mute their phone for me. Still many in the crowd believed in him. They said, when the Messiah comes, will he perform more signs, more signs than this man? And the Pharisees heard the crowds whispering such things about him. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees sent temple guards to arrest him. Now, listen, they already know the atmosphere is already set that nothing you say, nothing you do will change who this man is. But still, they tried it. Look, you, you can uh, lean to the left and say they tried it. <laughs> and Jesus said, listen, 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 listen. I really don't have time for all y'all shenanigans. I'm only with you for a minute. So what you might want to do is peep game. You might want to pay attention. And then I'm going to the one who sent me. I'm going back to the house. I'm trying to put y'all together so you see what it looks like to be great. So you see what it looks like for them to assume you're arrogant because you know that it is what it was. You're going to look for me and you will not find me. And where I am, check this out. You dummies, you can't even come. <laughs> And Jesus said to one, uh, and the Jews said to one another, man, where does this man intend to go that we can't find him? Honey, everywhere. <laughs> You're going to be lost standing in one spot. How about that? Will he go where our people live scattered among the Greeks and teach them? What did he mean when he said, you will look for me, but you ain't going to be able to find me. And where I am, you can't come. <laughs> One of the last and greatest days of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this, he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Listen, because it is what it already was. Up to that time, the spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. On hearing this word, some of the people said, man, surely this man is a prophet. I'm thinking we might want to check ourselves. Still others ask, how can the Messiah come from Galilee? I mean, he down there from right off of uh, P7. I saw him. I had seen him. I know he came from over there by the tracks. I know for a fact that he went to Steege Elementary School because we was in the third grade together. And then we went to Portland. But like right up and through like Portland, he bounced and he didn't come back for a few years. I didn't really know what happened, but I know where he came from, though. Does not scripture say that the Messiah will come from David's descendants and from Bethlehem, a town where David lived? Thus, the people were divided because of Jesus. Some wanted to seize him, but guess what? They ain't touch him, though. No. 
Finally, the temple guards went back to the chief priest and the Pharisees who asked him, hey, why you didn't bring him? Look, they got real quiet. Man, look, nobody ever really spoke the way old boy does. That's what the guards said. You mean he got y'all too? <laughs> Listen, I know for a fact that's a cult leader. <laughs> The Pharisees retorted, have any of the rulers of the Pharisees believed in him? Like, do any of y'all, the rest of y'all, y'all caught up to? No. But look, but this mob that knows nothing but the law, there is a curse on them. Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus earlier and who was one of their own number, asked, does our law condemn a man without first hearing him to find out what he has been doing? They replied, are you from Galilee too? Hey, did you, you used to run with him or what you doing? Look into it and you will find that the prophet does not come out of Galilee. It's impossible for this cat to be great. It's impossible for this cat to be the answer to some of our problems. It's impossible for this dude to have much, as much knowledge as he does. It, it is hard for me to believe that somebody from the south side of Richmond that grew up right behind Kennedy could absolutely have knowledge and information that could change or transform my life. It's impossible for this man to be as strong as he is, as wise as he is, and I know where he comes from. And at the end of the day, one of the things I want to share with you um, is that it is not only obvious that God has a mandate for our lives. Um, it is not only obvious that our times are fixed by a specific authority according to the word of God. But there's something that happens when you know what you know. Something happens on the inside where no matter what anybody says, the truth is what it is, right? Um, there's something that happens when you have experience with who God is. When you know without a shadow of a doubt that it is what it was and I, I can use my life and my story and my testimony as the, the truth um, to test and try the word of God because the reality in my life is who I am predestined to be. I already was. I am just walking into the fact that my life is fixed. One of the greatest struggles that I had was trying to reason and rationalize how this was going to fit and how that was going to happen. Because, see, I was from uh, and still am and proud of it. The south side of Richmond, I was trying to wrap my mind around the truth that, well, everybody knows my history. Everybody knows my story. Everybody knows my process. But it's hard for them to understand that every single thing that they thought they knew, that they thought they understood, even though I was from, like Jesus was from Galilee, I'm from Richmond, and I am Sadie's granddaughter and Jacqueline's daughter, but at the same time, I am a royal priesthood. I am a holy nation. I am the righteousness of God. I am what I was when it was what it wasn't in spite of what they think they know. 
See, the, the thing I loved about Jesus is that nobody could rattle his cage, so to speak. Nobody could change his mind about what he had to do because it was already fixed. And I love the fact that it was uh, divinely ordered and divinely documented that no matter what they thought they wanted to do, that because the times are already set, because there's a time to do this and a time to do that, everything is in this chronos that God created for us to live. However, he still mandates and controls everything that happens within the guise of it. And I know that you may be from East Oakland or West Oakland or Berkeley or El Cerrito or uh, Chicago or New York or North Carolina or Las Vegas. I know you may be from all of those places and have a history, but the truth is, it is what it was based upon what the word of God says. It, it amazes me that Everybody had it out for Jesus, but as cowardice as they were, they didn't have the courage to seize him when they had the opportunity because they knew that he was off limits. Let me tell you something. When God has something for you to do, it doesn't matter what's been said. It doesn't matter even what someone's experienced. When you place your hand in the hand of the master and you allow the spirit that came because Jesus's body was glorified and he was transformed and then translated. If you start to apply the truth of God's word to your life, you'll be able to look at a set of circumstances and say, check this out. You don't have the power to take me out. You can't put your hands on me. I might have to go through some things. I might have to cry sometimes. I might have to be talked about and scrutinized. I might have to uh, be lonely some of the time. But at the end of the day, listen, until Jesus gives me my instructions, instructions until I walk into what already was. There's nothing anyone can do to stop me. There's nothing anyone can do to change the trajectory of my life, especially when he who hungers and thirsts after righteousness goes after it. Look, the word of God says very clearly that you shall be filled. You get to a place in life where, listen, I don't care what it looks like. I'm walking in victory and authority. Jesus didn't have to do anything to prove that he is, I am who I am. He didn't have to prove that my hour has not yet come. Y'all proved it for me. You might have something to say, but you bet not touch me. Until I get to where God is calling me and leading me to, the enemy cannot have me. Until I get to the end of the story, my story is still written in stone. All I have to do is pick up one foot and put it in front of the other. All we got to do is keep going. Listen, Jesus could have let what they said deter him. He could have let what they said distract him. He could have allowed what they mentioned to turn him around and be like, yeah, you're right. I am from Richmond. You're right. I am from West Side, Oakland. I am uh, uh, from New York City. I am from the boogie down Bronx. I am from wherever it is that you are from. But ultimately, it doesn't matter where you're from because it is what it was. Nothing you've experienced, nothing you've gone through, nothing you've uh, hurt for, nothing that has uh, attempted to knock you down will ever change the truth about God's word for you. 
There is absolutely nothing that the enemy or your enemies and their little bitty finite words can do to change your confidence and your competence, right? You get to a point where you recognize, listen, it is what it was. I don't have to work hard for it. He already did it. I don't have to overthink anything. He already paved the way. I don't have to ask you who I am because he already said, Dion, listen, every single thing that you've gone through, every tear that you've cried, every moment where you couldn't figure it out because the times are already fixed. All you got to do is go through the process. All you got to do is let me shape you and make you and establish you because it is, Dion, what it was. You don't need permission to be great. You don't have to prove to them that you're not arrogant because you love me. You don't have to prove to them that you are everything I said you are because it's already set. The time is already fixed. The authority necessary to deem your greatness has nothing to do with how much you study. It has nothing to do with how good you are. It has nothing to do with how great you think I am or am not. It has everything to do with the reality that our times are fixed. And listen, sometimes I don't get it. But I'm so grateful that we have a roadmap, right? That makes every single thing that we could begin to think about as clear as a bell. And I started with Acts 1 and 7, and I'm going to end with it because I need us to understand that all you got to do is just. All you got to do is give God your heart. All you got to do is take your hands off of the wheel and stop trying to figure out how to get from A to Z and trust him with every single thing that you are. Give him permission to live through you. Give him permission to teach you even if it hurts. Give him permission to allow you to be built up in the spirit so that when the enemy comes, because he coming, baby. Ain't, ain't no joke, but the beautiful thing is that sometimes what we think is the enemy is just our tempering tool. It is the thing that God uses to change every single thing about who we say we are according to what they call us. I know that you come from the other side of the tracks. I know that your situation and your circumstance may have been ugly. I recognize that once upon a time you've been through hard tests and hard trials. I I get it. But at the end of the day, listen, 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 listen. It's already done. Like we're not becoming nothing. <laughs> you may evolve and, and be awakened to what is already. But the reality is, is we're not becoming. We are. That's perpetual. That's nonstop. It's consistently continual. And you have the ability to move into your right this second. 
right? Right this second, you can make a decision. God, I don't have to know every single thing before it happens. I don't have to understand every single thing about my process. According to Acts 1 and 7, he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons that the father has fixed by his own authority. But what you do have to do is accept that his authority is in place and it's working for you according to Romans 8 and 28. And the thing you do is simply make a decision. Decide, man. Decide that no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter how I think I'm supposed to try to figure this thing out. Listen, Jesus hung, bled, and died. He set an example, and then he lived before he did all of that. He came, and he put the effort into teaching us how to live, right? Teaching us how to live. And to live in such a way that no matter what's being said, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody. You don't have to get permission to be everything that God called you to be. You don't have to apologize for being amazing. You don't have to say, I'm sorry, because somebody else is uh, small minded and they haven't been awakened just yet. And the cold part is you keep on piddling with me. You ain't going where I'm going. Every now and then you got to tell folks that it's cool and God bless you. A good God bless you, sugar. But uh, I, I, we two different types of folk for there. You can stay here if you feel like it. But me personally, I got business. And I got business because it is what it was. I am who he said. And I can do what he promised me I can do. And I will be every single thing that he said about me. And at the end of the day, I fooled around and I realized that it's already fixed because it is what it was as I passed the call. Tan, if you're we praying, want to thank you for the word that the powerful word that went forth this morning. It is what it was. My God, my God, my God. We thank you and we praise you, God, that you woke us up this morning. We don't take it lightly. There, there are, there are so many people who did not. They had plans for today, and those plans have ceased. We thank you for our ears not just our physical ears so that we could hear the word, but we thank you for our spiritual ears. We thank you how your word is permeating and it is marinating and it is settling in our spirit. God, we bless your name today. We thank you because you're amazing and you're wonderful and you are incredible and you're perfect. God, we just worship you this morning. We give your name praise because you are the one true and living God. We thank you that we have uh, lights on in our house and hot and cold running water, things that we take for granted because we were able to pay the bill. Mm, but it wasn't really us. It's you who gave us the capacity to do it. God, we thank you. 
today as we bring our scattered thoughts into subjection and to the obedience of Christ. Uh, first of all, we thank you because we um, come against every stronghold, all of the ideas and things that we're thinking about that we have to do when the call is over and what we have to do later on today and what's going to happen at work. And, ah, we arrest those thoughts. We arrest those thoughts and we bring our thoughts into subjection. And we focus and we concentrate on you. We begin, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that we begin to meditate on you and the word that was, <clears throat> that was so eloquently delivered this morning. Your word says to sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. The word was given adequately this morning. It was backed up with your holy scriptures. And so we thank you that we can take what was received and we be, we can begin to look in areas, look at areas in our lives that we can apply that word, that we can stop using our past to sabotage our future, which has already been set because your word says that, that we, you knew us even before the, you had us in mind, even before the foundations of the earth were laid. Our mistakes didn't catch you by surprise. We say it all the time. Our our sadness, our circumstances, they didn't catch you off guard. You're not trying to figure out what to do now. The plan has already been set. So, Father, thank you that we agree with your will over our lives. Not what other people think we should be or what other people have said or prophesied over us, but God, what you say, not that it's anything wrong with somebody prophesying over us, but we will know in our hearts if that word that comes from them comes from you because there will be an agreement in our spirit. Your word says to try the spirit by the spirit. If it's off, if it doesn't make sense, if it if it that's not a word from you, if we're confused by it. Your word for us is not confusing. We may not know all of the answers. We may not know how all of the pieces are going to fit together, but it won't be off. It won't be troublesome in a way that it confuses us because we know that confusion doesn't come from you. Father, we want to lift up the family of Brother Cornell Doss from San Francisco. Thank you, Jesus. We lift up his mother, Pat, and we lift up his grandmother, and we lift up his daughter and all of those who loved him, who had a relationship with him, his church family, Father. We lift them up. God, we pray that every need is met. Um, that the resources that are available to the family, uh, that they'll be able to tap into them. Thank you, Jesus, that we had an opportunity to experience him, Cornell from San Francisco, who had no shame in asking um, for us to pray for him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We believe that he is resting in your bosom. Thank you, Jesus. And we not only lift up Cornell, but uh, Cornell's family, but we lift up others that are um, still going through the grieving process. God, that you would give us strength, that you would give us the mind to continue to seek your face, that we would grieve in a healthy manner. Thank you, Jesus. 
Lord, we lift up, um, uh, there was a prayer request. There was a spoken uh, prayer request for someone today. I do not remember their name, but you know their name. Not only do you know their name, you know where they are. You know what the circumstance is. Lord Jesus, we thank you uh, that you intervene on their behalf. And that when it's all over, God, that they will give you the glory. They'll testify of what you did and how you did it. Lord, I know um, that there are requests that are on the line. They weren't spoken. Maybe they didn't get a chance to submit the request or speak it. But, Lord, I stand in the gap today, and I, I lift my brothers and sisters up that are on the call this morning, and even those that will listen later. They'll listen to the playback. Um, every every request that they have that is that is out there, that is in their mind, even those things, they may have written them out in a journal. Whatever the case may be, Father, we lift, ah, we lift, we lift those requests up to you. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that those who have the requests are doing their part, understanding that you're not a genie. You're our father. You're a good father. And you promised that you wouldn't withhold any good thing from us. So we thank you that we do our part because you're not going to do things for us that we can do ourselves. You will do the heavy lifting. We thank you that we take our natural abilities and do what we can, not that we're helping you, but we're playing a role. We're participating um, in our own rescue. Thank you that we take our natural abilities and you take your super and you make it supernatural, even if that thing is praying, even if that thing is fasting, even if that thing is making a decision um, to abstain from whatever it is that's causing uh, the particular challenges. For when we've done all to do to stand, God, we thank you that you give us the power to stand therefore. Lord Jesus, we pray for families. Uh, we pray for the single moms. We pray for the grandmothers or the the, the, the relatives that have um, t- taken up the role of parenting. And they may not have even been equipped, but God, we thank you because they're open up their heart and their home. God, you'll bless them with every single thing that is needed, not necessarily the wants, but every desire that they have. Thank you for capacity. Thank you for giving them the wit. Um, thank you for giving them the, the knowledge and the understanding of how to raise children in this generation. We thank you, Lord God, for our children that are off for the summer break that you would give them, that you would bless them with constructive things to do, Father, that they're not just sitting around all day long in front of a screen or looking for mischief to get into. Father, we thank you that there are people, um, there are churches that are preparing for vacation Bible school and there are programs and organizations that are looking for children um, that they can help, that they can be a blessing to during this season. God, we thank you for the open doors. Thank you that the right doors are open for our children. We speak against every um, foul and wicked spirit that would seek to, to, to traffic our children. We thank you, Lord, Lord Jesus, for your ministering angels that are being released right now, even as we pray, and lift our children up to you, Lord God. We pray for our single um, who desire to be married. God, we thank you that they are in the, they're not just sitting around, but they're doing the things that they can to be prepared for their mate. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that our women, our sisters are positioning themselves to be found and that our brothers, our single brothers, are positioning themselves to find their wife. For your word says that he that finds a wife finds a good thing. Thank you, Jesus, that they find 
their wives. They find those that you've uh, already selected for them, God. Now, Lord Jesus, we give you praise today. We thank you for those that are on their way to work. We pray, God, that you'll bless them to get there safely. We pray for those that are already at work, that are muted, ah, and that are looking um, for you to, to bless them today. Father, help us to realize we're already blessed because you woke us up this morning. Thank you, Jesus, that as we begin to to worship you corporately, uh, Lord Jesus, that offering you the fruit of our lips, which is a, a praise that is on our lips, which is the praise, uh, the thanksgiving that is on our lips, we can only give that by opening our mouths. So as we begin to put our, take our phones off mute, as we take our phones off mute, God, to give you glory, to give you praise this morning, we thank you that we lift up a sound, hallelujah, a sound from, hallelujah. A, a sound from the earth, a sound. We thank you for the new sound. We thank you for a sound. You can only make a sound by opening your mouth. Now that we open our mouth, we're giving you thanks. Hallelujah. 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 H
We make a decision today. No more. We make a decision to move forward, even if moving forward is just getting up out of the chair, the spiritual chair. Even if the decision is just standing. We make a decision to stand, not on not on iffiness, <laughs> not on doubt. We make a decision to stand on your word. Today, God, we make a decision that we will find a scripture that coincides with whatever it is that we've been challenged with. We make a decision that we'll pull our phones out instead of um, surfing social media, but we'll pull our phones out and we'll do a Google search on whatever the Bible verse on, you fill in the blank, whatever that is. And I thank you, God, that it won't be random, that it's there waiting for us. And that we'll take that scripture, that word of God, and we'll begin to meditate on it. We'll begin to think about it throughout the day. We'll read it, and then we'll reread it. Then we'll read it again. We'll read it when we go to the bathroom. We'll read it when we take our 15-minute break. We'll read it when we go to the store, just before we go inside of the store. We'll read it over and over and over and over because repetition, rep, rep, repetition is the mother of all learning. Thank you for that plan that you just gave this morning. And thank you for those that will be obedient to it. And so, Lord, as we um, pull it back in, we rein it back in and we put our phones on mute. Everybody is taking a moment to put their phones on mute. Everybody is taking a moment to put our phones on mute. Everybody is taking a moment to put our phones on mute so that we can cancel out the shuffling noise that we hear, we are all taking a moment to even double check that we've placed our phone on mute so that we can transition to the love, life, and victory portion of the call so that we can ask the questions that we have, so that we can make the statements, that aha moment, that God moment that we had, just like that. It it popped in our mind so that we can get clarity, so that we can speak our truth, so that we can stop being afraid of what people are going to think. Listen, listen, listen. Nobody cares. The only thing we care about is you getting better, you getting to purpose, as I pass the call to Dion. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. To God be the glory for the things that he has done. Um, I, I have no words for even how gracious God has been and continues to be as he shares with me um, that the only limit I have um, is the limits that I place on myself. That the only thing that will ever be able to stop me is that which I allow. And, you know, I've been fooled around and I can't find nothing. <laughs> and for the first time in my whole life, not only can I not find nothing, but I don't even want to find nothing. I'm cool. And I trust God um, with every single thing. Um, 
even the things that I don't understand. It's cool, Pop. Whatever we doing is what we doing simply because it is what it was. And um, today, I can take that. That's all right. I can take that. So with that said, listen, we're going to go right into it only because Josiah has a claim to catch and Honey Bunch, Sugar Love, Honey Dumpling, I can't wait to drop him off at it. Do you, hey, 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 I'm sorry. I hey, 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 glory, glory. Um, any, anybody have anything this morning? Anybody? Hey, hey good morning. It is what it was. That's all that needs to be said. I'm going on mute. That was dope. And I'm from Richmond, so I get it. I love you, sis. Thank you for that. That's a needed message that you shared this morning. Oh, my God. Nobody that heard that message should hang up the same way when, as they were when they called in. Message. Message. You hear me what I say? I'm going on mute. Hear me what I say. What good I morning, say. Good morning, Hey, good morning, pretty. Well, I ain't from Richmond, but I'm from the west side of Chicago, and I get That's it. Fine. Listen, I get listen. it. Say what you will, but it check the move. It is what it was. It is what it was, <laughs> and it's gonna be what it was. How about that? How about that it? Part. Wonderful declaration. Right. Good morning, morning. Good morning. Good morning, love. Glory to God. That message was so powerful and well needed. This is Sister Shantae. Um, who glory to God. Um, thank you so much. It lines up with what God is doing right now and what He's showing me. Um, back to scripture when He says, Many are called but few are chosen. Um, God is separating me and just and moving me um away from things and people and He's showing me if you can't grow with me. You can't go with me. Listen. So I get it. I get it. If you can't grow with me, you can't go with me. In Jesus' name. And it's as simple as that. Because That's many good. are called, but few are chosen. You know, and good. I thank God because we didn't choose him, but he chose us. I love That's you, good. y'all. Have a blessed day. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good right there. Look, if you can't grow with me, you can't go with me. Amen. 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 I, hey, I heard people calling it out. I'm from the south side of Chicago. I'm sitting <laughs> here like, you know, just amazing. And thank you. And then Sister Tan comes in with that powerful prayer and her words of encouragement and giving us some more guidance in this walk. And it's just a beautiful thing. I just had a ding, 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 ding when I was listening about just just letting go and 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 trying to release control and trying to figure stuff out because you get there trying to figure it all out and and then when you don't see the way then the fear sets in and then fear leads to inaction and just and, and for what when all we have to do is just get in position with God. It's, it's just amazing. I just thank you, sis. Thank you. I appreciate you all so much, so much. Um, yeah. So white Kim in the background giving an infomercial. Oh, I know why. <laughs> That's my fault. It just started replaying. Sorry, guys. Oh, stop it. 
I'm about to real quick. Um, uh, if you guys will remember Josiah and um, his flight leaves at 11 something today, just for traveling, grace and mercy. Amen. I'm shutting him up right this second. And there go Eric and Juju. <laughs> Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Gondria from LA to the Bay. From it the LA to the Bay. That's right. It is what it was. I, I appreciate that. And like the sister said, always trying to figure it out. And don't need anybody's permission to be who God called you to be. So I'm grateful for today. So love you, declare victory. You're blessed. Love you too. Love you too. Amen. If you are free to roam about the cabin, hallelujah. Amen. I, listen, yeah, I, I think we're being kind of surface right now. I think we could go deeper with that, be who you were, uh, that last statement. Be who who you who you are, like who you were called to be, without without having to apologize for it. Like Dion, you 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 said something to me that was um, life changing for the people that caught it. Like I don't have to apologize for my grace, and I say that because I was in the same position. You know, knowing that I'm great, but you know, trying to dumb it down, not dumb it down, but trying to play it down so that people won't think I got a big head or they won't think I'm all that. Listen, my daddy told me, but won't. Ain't nobody. Listen, you're not gonna never please everybody. Some some mm. people are just gonna not like you because they don't not not like you. Sometimes it's because they're jealous. Sometimes it's because you remind them of who they should be. Sometimes it, it's because um, they're angry. Sometimes, like there could be a multitude of reasons. That's no reason for me, Tanya, Nadine, Walker, Alexander, not to be great. Listen, right. I'm great. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not great because I'm. I'm. I made myself great. I'm great because God said I'm great. Dondria, Dondria, you are great because God made you great. Pretty yes, tree with your pretty self. You are great because God said so. Dante, mm-hmm. honey, you are the business. Natasha, you better say that, Tan. You better say it. <laughs> Amen. What's your pretty self? <laughs> Natasha, <laughs> Nikisha, <laughs> Wanda, Betty, uh, Yolanda, Catherine. I, I shouldn't have started naming those names. But listen. She showed and say my name. I'm going on mute. Demetriana, Renee, um, uh, Lisa. all of y'all. Lisa, yes. Karen, Bobby, Susie, Ricky, Bobby, Patty, Mike. Beverly, Bernice, <laughs> uh, Jay, Moni, Monikita, um, Moses, Nicole. Oh, Lord, I'm in trouble. Sabrina, Bree, Bree, not Brianna. Um, don't forget, don't forget uh, Mona. I said Mona. I said you earlier. I said you earlier. Mona, Missy Vaughn. But, but yeah, Barbara Vaughn. Barbara. Barbara from um, Lodi. Rivonda. Um, Rivonda. Oh, Bonita. Yes. Listen. Um, my friend, my country western singer, um, Diane. Um, Ek. Um, Eric. Um, Brother Jeff. Um, Bert. Man, Van Hook, listen, Dr. Van Hook with his great self. Say that name twice. Listen, Dr. Van Hook with his great self. 
Speedy Cherise. Oh, Gloria. Gloria, yes. You guys, you we are great in our own right, right? We're, we're not great like Dee Dee. We're not great like Gloria. We're not great like Harold. We are great in our own right, right? Even if you do something like somebody else. Okay, I teach. Dion teaches. But she has her own style. I, it would be, I would be absolutely an idiot to try to teach like Dion. It's not who God called me to be. We have similar experiences, but we are not the same. Can we, talk, can we be real for a minute? Can we talk about what you've been afraid to be great about? Like, this is the time to get past it. Hi, my name is Barbara, and I hi, just Barbara. got a, hi, I just got a, a I just saw you on Facebook. Um, someone sent it to me, and so I decided just to call in. And um, I tell you, just to be, to truly be who God has created you to be gives you freedom to be. You don't worry about when you truly come into knowing who you are in Christ, you don't worry about who likes you, who doesn't like you, or what other people are saying, because you are so focused on the call, the purpose that God has given you, no matter how small, how great. But I'd like to just share with you an experience that happened to me uh, during uh, a worship hour. Um, there's so many that are plagued with different ailments and need to be set free. My experience is there was someone who needed to be set free and to partner with Christ is no like matter. It is a serious matter. There's no time for play because you have to search yourself to see if you are in the truth, to see if there's any spot, to see if there's any wrinkle. Like Isaiah said, I am a man that dwell amongst unclean people. My lips are unclean. So God wash me, cleanse me. There's never been such a fear or a reverence for God as it was in my life. That Saturday, I got the true meaning of what it is to be in relationship with Christ. It's forever searching myself that I am walking upright with Christ, that I am doing what he's called, regardless of what anyone else may think or what anyone else may say. And I praise God that he has called me to do it because it is not by my might, nor is it by my power. It is by God's spirit. Amen. I I need his spirit. I move and breathe and have my. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing. Go ahead, Pam. Hello? Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Somebody else can speak on. I don't want to take up. I just wanted to, because um, what I don't want for this to happen, the, the message was so good. 
Um, it was so clear. It, it 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 is the it is the breakthrough. It can be the breakthrough that we're looking for. And I just don't want to. I just don't want us to make it take it surface. Like, oh, that was another great call. Like, there's like this. I really feel in my spirit like this is the beginning for someone. Like, this is the beginning. If you will take this word, really, that you will take it and chew on it. Um. That, that some things can happen, but we are overcomers by the words of our testimony. And while we can't tell a whole long drawn out thing, just giving a, hey, my thing was, I realized my thing was X and what I've decided to do is Y, you know, like put some, put something behind it, um, a voice behind it, because it'll give you, it'll allow your spiritual ear to hear it and it'll allow your natural ear to hear it um, and your brothers and sisters can help to hold you accountable. Good morning. Good morning. It's Tamisha. Um, this was so good. Oh, thank you so much. I was um just blessed listening, and um, it, I wasn't gonna speak, but when you were like, "Just say," it. I was like, "Oh my God, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead because you're calling me out right now without even knowing it." But um, you know. You know, a couple of years ago, God, you know, I was about to do 10 years in prison and God, like, rescued me. I mean, like, really. And I know it was him. And I came home and I couldn't get a job. And then God created a job for me out of nowhere. And I know it was him. And the first time I was to be promoted in this job, I tried to give it back. I didn't want the promotion. And the the person who was over me said, "Nope, I'm not letting I'm not letting you quit. Take some paid time off and come back." And I know that was God. And like almost ten years later, I'm trying to throw it back again. I'm like, God has raised me up in this position, um, and I and all the whole time me feeling like I don't deserve it, <laughs> and that I'm not like why. You know, just all of these questions around my confidence. And then just my worth. And um, most recently, I've been trying to throw it back again. I've applied for other positions, trying to leave, and I've been turned down left and right. And I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to throw it back again. And then... Maybe about a few weekends ago, you know, I found myself, you know, wandering around in the dark, barefoot, out of my mind. And mm. the next morning, I just prayed, and God just, you know, let me know that I've been, I've been in my own will, and mm. He positioned me where I am for a purpose, and that I need to quit trying. You know, I need to just sit in this and recognize, like you said, I am great. Like, I am. Like, yes. I'm really good at what I do. Like, this yes. is yes. this gift yes. that God gave me. And I need to quit running from it and just, you know, I, I try to say, I'm, I'm, the, I'm like my folks, like, you the bomb, you dope, you good at what you do. Yeah. And I keep trying to be humble and, like, not step into that out of fear, but like, I, I am, you know, and I need to quit worrying about it. People like me. Yeah. 
Come on, well, baby. Yes. Come on and talk your freedom. Yes. I'm just, I'm just, you know, it's my, you know, my, my battle with feeling like if I'm worthy and then mm. worried about what people think. And so I just thank you this morning. Thank you. Hallelujah. What's, what's your name again, babe? What's your name again? Tamisha. Tamisha, yes, you are great. Dion, I know you got a word for her. I, I hear it. Do you? Well, I want to. I want to say this. It's moments like this that remind me about the days where I wanted to quit doing this call in the middle of my own personal um, whirlwind where I tried to turn around and walk away, that remind me not only to keep going, um, those moments that I struggled with feeling like I was not worthy because of my history and because of the things that I've experienced. But I wanna tell you this morning, Princess, listen, keep going. You win if you don't quit. And even wandering around in the dark, even holding on to your own will, guess what? It is what it was. All of that stuff is necessary. See, because if you came back to your own sound mind in and through Christ, how many more people do you think right now are wandering around in the dark trying to figure out who in the heck they are? If you've never been through that experience, if God had never redeemed you from the clutches of a prison sentence that would have been irreversible had he allowed it to go forth, your testimony is what causes you to triumph. Your testimony, all that stuff that the enemy takes and use, it's called false humility when you say, I ain't the bomb. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, it's a burden. It's a false burden. And it's the thing that the enemy uses to hamper us and to hold us hostage to our history when our history is necessary for our destiny because it is what it was. God is not surprised by anything you go through. We ain't tricking him. We ain't sneaking up on, on him. We're not even sneaking up on our destiny. All those things that we go through, all those things that we experience, all those things that we think were useless and um, tragic are par for the course. Because everybody's not going to have the courage to talk about their supposed 10-year sentence. Everybody's not going to have the strength to tell people the truth about the fact that I don't feel worthy. Do you know how many people don't feel worthy? And I can testify I was one of them. So I just want to tell you, number one, thank you for your transparency. That's what this line is. This line is about being honest with where you are, not where you were, where you are right now today. Because until you acknowledge what today holds, you can never address tomorrow or the day after in spite of. But if we learn to know this, that if God be for you, who can be against you? That's it. So I'm, I'm super proud of you for finding your sound on this call. I see your name all the time. Hadn't really heard your voice, but I'm excited about what God is doing. And allow him to continue to lead and guide you. Do Everybody got a story, child. Everybody's been through some stuff. 
everybody that made a gang of mistakes, even in trying to do right. So please, ma'am, don't isolate yourself and get connected to somebody that can keep you accountable to staying present in his presence. That is the key thing. Because if, if I don't, listen, If as much as I understand, I will be raggedy. How about that? Go ahead, Tan. So, um, Tamisha, I just, again, I celebrate you and I applaud you. So here's how I want you to guard your mind. The Bible says to guard your heart with due diligence. I think that's the scripture. Is that right? Yeah, guard your heart with all due diligence. And so because you have you have um, shared what you said, you got to guard, put on your helmet of salvation today and your crown of favor to prevent the enemy from making you feel like, oh, my God, I told these people my business. Um, now they know, da, 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 da. Don't, don't allow him to trick you or punk you into thinking that um, it was a mistake for you to share. There was liberty in your sharing, which is why you began to shed some of the tears. And I have a feeling you probably need to make an appointment with yourself to grieve that old you just to get it out. Sometimes um, what I found for me is that um, um, there was a time in my life where I was really having a challenge trying to process where I was. Because where I was was not where I had in mind I should have been by this certain time in my life. And so I was beginning, so what was happening is I was beginning to nurture the thought that I was a failure, that I had failed. This is for somebody. I I could feel it. This is for somebody what I'm going to say. So pay attention. Um, I began to, I, I I, I remember starting to nurture you know, I should have been here. I should have had that. I should have done this. The shoulda, coulda, woulda, shoulda, coulda, woulda, woulda uh, committee showed up and was trying to make me feel a certain way about where my life was. And so when we allow the committee to show up unannounced, the committee meaning shoulda, coulda, woulda, um, it can put us in a state of regret. And that state of regret can lead us to a lot of different areas in our life like depression and anger and um, starting to blame people and stuff like that. So, But for me, I caught it in enough time um, where I made a decision. And I, I, I remember hearing something, I think, from T.D. Jakes. Um, where we get thrown off sometimes, you guys, is, is that we, the picture that we have for our life, the dream that we have, have for our life, it didn't come to fruition. Not necessarily because we didn't try, but because it's not God's dream for us. God's dream for us, his plan for us, supersedes the dream or the plan that we have for ourselves. So when I gave that that up and said, God, you know, whatever your will for my life is, I'm willing to submit. I want I want to follow your will for my life. I gave it up, and I lo- no longer found myself in that position. So all I'm saying is, is that, Tamisha, you are right where you're supposed to be. Uh, I believe that God is pleased with you today for sharing that. And don't allow your thought or the enemy to put a thought in your mind of you being embarrassed. We don't care about whatever it was that could have caused you. What That, that testimony is so powerful because I guarantee you, I know at least one other victor on the line who was facing federal time. I think she was facing 17 years. 
And today, that woman still gives God credit, so always give him credit, and we're proud for you. Is there anybody else, like, you know, you, you, you're ready, you have the courage now to speak power to your greatness? Hello, hey, this is Mona. Hey, how you doing, Tammy? You know, I didn't you guys um, when you was just asking, when, when you, was, you guys were speaking, what came to me was um, before, you know, I was thinking and, and feeling exactly how that young lady was um, feeling. I, I sometimes still do, you know, don't think it sometimes still comes, but I have a different, um, I have tools now, you know what I'm saying, of understanding who I am you know, uh, on today. And I'm so grateful for that, you guys, because before it was, I really literally can remember and feel um, that time and, and that feeling of being that lost, of not knowing who I who I was, who I, you know, who I was or anything like that, you know, but steady trying to put on that face and just steady trying to keep going for my kids. I remember, you know, just, just being that person. But I'm so grateful for Oh, God, let me stop. i got to breathe, you guys. Sorry, hold on. Oh, God, thank you, Jesus, um, for the the role of he giving me of knowing who I am on today. Like, you know, he, he let me know that I am his child and that he do love me and is, uh, that, that don't be ashamed of where I've been through because now I see he have let me see it was all for a reason. It was all for a reason. Um, I remember when I was younger, you guys, it was, I used to stand on things. I used to, they used to creep me out, you know, when I was a kid. You know, like, ooh, I would never. I remember my uncle's name being on crack. I used to be like, how could they? You know, and for me, I remember when I went through my, you know, uh, my addiction, that was one of the things that was holding me down. Of me telling my, you know, that, that, that person of, um, that never, never saw myself doing, I would never do that. You know, um, like on today, I wouldn't. I, I don't use that type of vocabulary. I don't say what I would never. You know, ooh, that's that. You know, that never because God has shown me. Oh, you you ha- you will, and you probably you probably would. You know, um, from where I have been in my life, because He had to put my face in the dirt to let me to, to be able to understand who He was. You know what I mean? Because I was literally just running on my own wheel and, and literally thinking I knew what was best back then. I remember that, you know, the type of person I was. So I'm just so grateful for today for, you know, like you said, um, Dion, from bringing me from that side of the tracks, you know, North, as you say, North Oakland, you know, for bringing that girl who didn't believe she was nothing, could believe that she can accomplish nothing because she was uneducated. She had to stay doing just whatever was thrown at her, you know. I just had to learn how to do it, you know, to be able to provide for my kids. I didn't believe in myself to even go for, um, like, what I'm trying to do now in my goals. You know what I'm saying, guys? I'm just so grateful. You can, you got to believe God can do it. And it's a, it's a trip on how he did it for me because it wasn't just like a, a snap of a finger. You know, he literally just been working on my spirit and my heart and let me see um, what what um, all that shame and everything, that enemy, that enemy that I was putting on myself, that that was me, that was wearing me down. That that was not him, you know. And and just the healing of him releasing it all, you guys, of like layering it off me, you know, you know, just to make me. I see now, 
you know, I'm, I know he's still got a lot of more work on me, but I, I, I'm just so grateful to see now that I'm not um, that person, that, that, that condemned, lost, you know, I am somebody. You know, I'm a child of God, you know, with a purpose in life. He got, he made me for a reason, you know, all that, you know, before I didn't believe that. I didn't believe that. It's just, it's just a, I'm just so grateful on today, you know, of, of, I understand who she is, and sometimes I, I get those feelings, but I have, I can rebuke it now. I can, I can stand on the fact of, no, that's a lie, you know, when the enemy come at me, or even when my enemy tell myself that. You know what I mean? Or did yes, I just ma'am. ramble too much? No, 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 you, you, didn't, you didn't ramble. You, you didn't ramble at all. Um, thank you for being transparent enough. Again, we are overcomers by the words of our testimonies. And there are people that are on this call and that will listen, that are listening right now and or will listen later <clears throat> that have experienced the same thing. And they're, the shame of, of their addiction and what they used to do keeps them in prison, right? Um, they, 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 live, they are living a life that um, is not really real. Um, because, and they're always trying to, uh, not always, but they are trying to um, uh, be something that they're not. They're, they're not owning their past. Listen, we can't change um, the decisions that we make. It, it is what it is. You did it. It is what it was. But yeah. when you come out of that, see, you don't, we're not, you're not celebrating what you used to be. You're not celebrating the fact that you used whatever your, your um, drug of choice. You're not celebrating that. And that's where people get it wrong. They celebrate who they used to be or they get all um, puffed up about it. We don't want to do that. That's who I was. God delivered me from it. Let me tell you how he delivered me from it. And this is how he delivered me from it. And now I can tell others. I can see certain characteristics. I can whoop, 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 whoop. And you can be a help to maybe parents who have children or whatever the case may be that might be going or relatives that go through, you know, through different things. They may have one set of values that they think they should do, but because of your experience, you could say, sis or brother, I would suggest X, Y, Z as opposed to whatever, 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 because you have knowledge now, right? And so you take that and you build on it. But here's what I want to warn people from. Um, and I, whoever, somebody, go ahead and put your phone on mute. I hear um, background noise, television or radio or something. Here's what I want to uh, caution us about. Um, the problem becomes, so we say we're great, we acknowledge our greatness. The problem becomes when we drink our own Kool-Aid, and some of us add um, lemon to it, right, and make it super, super sweet, and we start to build. We, that's not what we're talking about in being greatness. There's a level of humility. I understand that I'm, I am great, but I recognize that greatness comes from God. The, when the opportunity presents our, itself, it leads back to God. It, that's how we glorify God. That's how we give God the credit. Um, yeah, and, but then there's one other thing. Tamika, Tamisha, I'm sorry. I may be saying your name. You spoke earlier, and um, we were ministering to you. I wanted to invite you to... Um, uh, if you can, on Thursday, someone just sent me a text and asked me to invite you to, on Thursday, right back here, um, there's a call for women. It's called Walk It Out. That might be a source for you um, to listen to as well. Same number, 6 o'clock, same type of format, um, but it's exclusively for women, um, and you can gain a lot from that call as well. Uh, is there anybody else who wanted to speak to you, your, your um, greatness or making a decision as of today? You're going to put your past 
behind you. And one of the ways that you're going to put it behind you is speaking about it. It's saying that you're going to do it and saying it out loud in front of a, in front of a, in uh, the listening audience, a group of people who love you enough to cheer you on. Good morning, Tanya and Dion. This is Tracy. Good morning. Hey, Tracy. Hey, I'm just sitting here listening and I'm in tears. I'm just overwhelmed by the amazing testimonies on the line this morning. And, you know, I have found myself in that same situation, um, hearing that voice telling me that I'm not good enough. Um, ever since my uh, divorce was finalized, I had been with roommates, you know, trying to find my way and trusting and believing in my own will and not allowing God to move the way he needed to move in my life. And when I got hospitalized in January, something broke. And I started to sit still and really, really listen to what he was telling me. And there was there was one day you guys were talking about healing and talking about forgiveness on the line, and I had to learn to forgive myself and let go of, Tracy, you are God's child. He loves you unconditionally. He always meets you right where you are. You have to learn to let go and allow him to move and abundance in your life. And when I finally, um, he opened up the door for me to be able to move in June of this year into my own place. And it took me a long time to have the confidence to say, God, I trust you enough to know that I'm, I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know which way you want me to go. I don't know if you want me to go back to New York or if you want me to stay. And he said, I just need you to be still. And when he opened up this place for me to move in in June, I felt such a peace within my spirit. And then I heard Dion uh, do a declaration one day when she was talking about um, Isaiah and how she overcame and how God did things. Um, he used certain situations and how she was able to trust and rely on God that when her back was up against the wall and there was no other way that God came through. And I listened. And and I'm in that place. I have to say today I am so grateful, so extremely grateful to be at a, a place of peace that I haven't been in in a very long time. And I've, I've pushed, I've surrendered totally, completely. Like right now I'm just like, God, you, whatever you tell me to do, I'm obedient. Even if I have that little piece to me that wants to rise up and say, no, you're not good enough. I'm like, uh-uh, don't talk to me right now. This is what the word says. So I just want to say thank you um, on this morning. And I'm grateful for this line because this line, um, for the five years that I've been on here since you guys started, I think I'm four or five months shy of being on the call, but I'm so grateful for this call. And I just want to say thank you. That's all. Tracy, wow. I hear the growth in your voice. Like you have a different sound. And I know you don't always get to but you absolutely have. It's not because I haven't heard you in a long time. Yet there's a difference in your sound. I'm, I'm super proud of you. Uh, I'm glad that the Lord, um, that you were willing to, to be still. Sometimes we just have to be still. I'm so glad that you were willing, <clears throat> first of all, that you're, you're, you have been, you've positioned yourself to hear the Lord um, and that you heard him and that you obeyed. Uh, it's not that God doesn't speak. It's not that he doesn't speak often. It's just that we override him very, very, very <laughs> more often than not. We don't, we don't even recognize it, that it's him. 
I'm speaking. Um, the Lord gave me a word. There is somebody, I want to speak to you about goals. This is for whoever, um, um, well, it's for you. You'll know if it's, you'll know if it's you or not, but, um, uh, you're feeling, um, uh, like a failure because you have not reached your goals. You set them, um, but you've experienced some challenges. Um, the failure is not because you set the goal and didn't reach it. The, the failure is really when we don't even set goals, guys. We just live our lives haphazardly like things are supposed to automatically fall into place. Hello, hello, hello. Knock, knock, knock. Wake up. That's, that's a fantasy. Life doesn't just happen. I mean, success doesn't just happen. Life happens, but success doesn't just happen. When I say success, I don't mean success being rich or um, all, you know, whatever, being famous. Success is attaining the goal that you set out to accomplish. That's how I I, uh, um, define success. And so for some of you, you just had an aha moment. Oh, my God. I thought success money was attached to it. No. Money is not necessarily attached to success. If you set out to do something, you went to school and you graduated, you're successful. You made a decision to raise your children on your own as a single mom, you're successful. You made a decision to um, go after a promotion at a job and you got it. That's, that's success. You know, like they're, they're, you made a decision to lose weight and you lost you know, the, the amount of weight and the inches that you want. That's success. So whoever you are, and if, you, and if, you're, if you're brave enough, I double dog dare you to be brave enough to speak about that right now. Your failed goal, goals, you were beating yourself up about it. But I'm telling you, you can, you can fail your way to success. As long as you take those failures and you learn from them, you build on them. Success is right around the corner. Is there anybody that's brave enough? It's you. You're brave enough to speak to it. Good morning, Kenya. Kenya. How are you? Hey, Kenya. How's those beautiful babies? (laughs) They are good. They are good. They are good. I'm going to say this whole entire call was for me today. The whole thing. Um, I haven't been on lately. I'm coming back. But um, just feeling like I'm not where I want to be in this walk. And I have to realize, you know, slowly but surely I'm realizing it, it's going to take some time. I like to rush things. And I have been feeling because of, I guess, falling back that I wasn't worthy. But, of course, you know, I got sisters who are pushing me back in and calling me back in and just letting me know that I'm worthy no matter what. And like she said, don't, don't stop fighting, which I refuse to do because I got to win this fight no matter what. But I'm just saying that everything that you guys are saying today has been on point. Um, you can't give up. He put us here for a reason. He got me on this call for a reason. And this call is just amazing. I've been here for a year. On a, I want to say it's been about a year on this call. And the strength that I've gotten from this call and the women on this call and the men as well, it's just amazing. So I'm just thanking you guys this morning for being here and the support. Miss Kenya. Yes, ma'am. Um... You are more than enough. I I want you to sit in that. 
you are more than enough. You deserve everything that so let me let me put it this way. This is not fussing, but I wanna try to I wanna try to paint a picture for you. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna make it really trans okay, so you're you're you you tell your daughter you wrote her a note. I love you. And um I have something special for you. And you put it in a place where she could it's it's not hidden. You put it in a place where you, all I need you to do is X, Y, and Z. You you give her some instructions what she needs to do. And and then we're gonna go to your favorite place. I'm gonna take you there. You can have whatever you like. Your daughter reads the note. You can tell that she's moved by it. And um but she she doesn't say anything to you. And you wait, you know, a day goes by. You know it's what she wants because she's talked about it often. You wait, you know, because you've decided that this is this is your way of helping her to, um, you know, helping her to mature, right? And, and it pleases you. This is something that you really, really, you're excited to do it for her. The money that it, it, the money is not an issue. You have more than enough um, to get her everything that she wants. And so, you know, a day goes by, a couple of days go by, a week go by, and you're just like, hey, you know, I wonder what's going on. So you you tell her sister to mention it to her. The sister mentions it to her. She still doesn't say anything. Because for some reason, your baby girl feels like she doesn't deserve it, even though you told her how proud you are of her. You sent her sister to tell her that she could have what she wants. You know, by the end of the day, it kind of hurts her feelings that she doesn't believe what you told her. She doesn't believe that she deserves what you're willing to get. And you're prepared. Like, if she came up to you in the middle of the night to say, Mommy, I want to go, you would get up in the middle of the night and you would take her. Okay. I want you to take that analogy. That's the best analogy that I can give you. That's kind of sort of a little bit how God feels about us. He knows we deserve certain things. He he is the one that gave you the desire to even want to do X, Y, or Z or want that. But he gave you that desire. He wrote you the letter in his word. His word, the Bible. That's the letter. That's the love letter. It's full of instructions and ways to equip you. Um, and promises, all these amazing promises that he has. And, and I, I don't just mean stuff, you guys. We got. I used to think when people talk about God's promises, it had something to do with something tangible. That's not always it. Can I tell you, when I lost my, well, I didn't really lose him. I know where he is. But when my husband died unexpectedly, December the 22nd of 2018, something that I cannot buy is joy. Something that I cannot buy is peace. When I tell you I have an abundance of peace that is unexplainable, that is un, it, I can't, I, I don't even understand it. The fact that I could talk about it right this minute and not break down and cry, I can't pay for that. If I could bottle up, bottle it up and sell it, you better believe <laughs> I would be living life differently. But he promises to give us these things that um, you can't even put a price to it. 
And not that we could just have it, that we could have an abundance of it. Jesus came so that we could not just have life, but the abundance of life. So Kenya, I want you to get that picture in your head of your daddy just waiting for you to ask. Waiting for you to tap into tap into what he has for you. It's your, you can have it. You hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay, good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you. Oh, we're almost at the top. You are welcome. You are, we're almost at the top of the hour. Anybody else? Hey, I got played yeah. by my sister. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Ladybug. How are you, beautiful? Thank you That's for great. continuing on with the call. It was absolutely necessary. Um, wonderful declaration. Thank you, Dion, for reminding us. Um, that it is what it already was. And Tan, you said this. This speaks to, to Kenya and everybody else. When she said, I'm going to win no matter what. Well, the truth of the matter is, it is what it already was when God already said before the foundation of the world, when the Lamb was slain, that we are already victorious, right? So it's not a matter of going to. It is a matter of it's already done, even before we got in the game, it was already fixed, right? So I think that's it. Lean hold to the truth and recognizing by the word what he has already declared over us. It's just us coming to, into agreement with it. It's just us realizing that it's for us. It's not for everybody else only. It's for us too. But he already established that we are more than conquerors, not going to be. We're more than conquerors. We're overcomers. We are his children. We are blessed above measure. We do have the abundant life. We have the Holy Spirit, my God, living on the inside of us. It's just a matter of us laying hold to, possessing, coming into agreement with, making up our mind and get rid of those lies that that devil told us, you know, that we've been believing this long, that we're not who God says that we are and that we can't do what he already declared that we shall do because he already established it. So he that began a good work in us, he shall perform it until the day of Christ Jesus. It's already done. It's going to be completed because it's already done, right? Man, <laughs> that right there, when I started thinking like that, it really helped me. Um, in the area of not feeling like I was enough. And that was one of my struggles. I think it was Tanisha. Please call in on the women's call. That was one of my struggles, not feeling like I was good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, whatever it was. So then I started trying to prove myself. Y'all may not, may not have known it, but that was that was inside of me, and that was my war. And as a result, I wasn't free. Somebody said, I think it was Mona, went, oh, no, maybe it's that lady that called. When you recognize who you are and we understand who we are in him, it gives us a level of freedom to just be. So I had this exercise in one of my classes, and if you guys get an opportunity, when you do, just take a moment and close your eyes and just imagine a miracle being worked in your life that every single problem that you had was solved. And when you open your eyes, live like it. Live as if whatever's bothering you, whatever's going on, doesn't really exist. Now it doesn't become the focus. The solution becomes the focus because God already declared that we win. We just can't give up. Thank you, Tanya. I appreciate you. I had to come up out of my office and say something. This is an amazing call. I love you all. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. 
Amen. And I didn't, I didn't play you. It was just, it wasn't my hour. It was yours. God was, God was giving you all the downloads, so I just let you loose. So, you know, it, it yeah, is okay. what it was. Whatever. Bye, Dion. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. One of y'all that know how to sing needs to go in. So I believe what he said when he said it. It's already done. It's already done. It's already done. It's already done. It's already a step ahead of you. Dion, shall I hand it back to you, or um, you want me to close well, it? Well, I just, I just want to say this. You, you know, I'm preparing to uh, take this little boy to the airport, so yeah. it was actually very timely that that God did how He did it. Um, I just want to say this: the hardest thing I've ever had to learn is what I thought I already knew. Mm. And when Tanya probably said it best, it's, it's like the revelation of freedom comes when you are ready to accept it and not a second sooner. I remember trying to rush the process of my salvation. It's like having a baby premature and walking around with tubes and stuff in your chest unnecessarily because you underdeveloped and then overexposed. So now you need the support of outside stuff to keep you alive in what you think you actually living in. But you get to a point where, listen, uh, Sabrina asked this question the other day, um, and it was a very powerful question. Now, if I don't know anything else, and, and I think Tanya and Lisa just spoke to this, I am happier than I have ever been in my entire life. Now, do I have some days that are difficult? Yes. But the joy that I have inside of me is irreplaceable with less than I've ever had. God can change my circumstances in an instant, but it would not be of any benefit to me if my character and my integrity would not be able to stand under the weight of increase. Every single thing that you are going through, even the experiences of not feeling enough, are literally created to push you back into the face of the master. However, to even allow you to experience the pain of separation, of the lack of acceptance, all the thing, all the icky feelings, in order for you to be purified and sanctified, all of the impurities of your heart, and your mind have to come to the surface so that he can help you identify them. He already know what they are. But he allows you to identify what you consider your shortcoming so that he can burn it up with his love. This is love that changes how you feel about you. And the more you fall in love with him, the more he exposes the things about you that you were taught and that you think that don't align with the truth of God's word so that he can pull it up and out. Don't be afraid of the pain of your stinking thinking. It's par for the course as you go through the sanctification process. It's necessary so that when you get to where he already set you, you're not tripping over unnecessary obstacles. Does that make sense? And so a lot of times when we give our lives to Christ, we think this overnight process happens. Honey, that is a whole, if any, you, anybody tell you that, you, you have permission. Now, I'm not saying that 
that for some people it doesn't happen instantly, but that's not the norm. It's usually a process. And even still, after being, and, and we got proof, Peter was proof, right? That even after he was changed, Paul, even after he was translated, David, even after he was a man after God's own heart, Abraham, even after he was identified as the father of many nations, there's a process that happens and you got to go through it in order to get to destiny. Don't fear the pain of the process. When you feel pain, push into that thing. All right, Lord, this is ugly in me. Get it out. What I need to do to get it out. Every single circumstance creates and breeds the same opportunity. Every obstacle is an opportunity to be transformed. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's not the situation. It's how you observe and perceive the situation that makes the difference. Change your mind about what you're looking at. It's not a half-empty glass. It's actually half-full. Technically, you kind of win it. Quit tripping. Walk into the pain. Be like, ba-da, bust the dough down. I'm raggedy. Help. Ta-da. You see how easy that was? Jesus, what is the source of this junk? Can you show it to me so that we can get over this so I can be what I was? I, that's what I need right here. Amen. That's all I got. I pray that that encouraged somebody. Quit tripping off of what you think is a, a struggle. This, I see this. What's the source? And how do, I, how do you fix it in me, Jesus? Mm. Amen. That's all. Hey, so before we um, end the call, I, I have a uh, I have a scripture that I want to share with you guys because we've said it several times and I just feel that it's necessary to read it and, and give you the reference because it might be real one quick, of the things Pam, that. Oh, uh huh. Who who was that that was about to speak? Just so that they know, I heard we heard them. That was Mona saying straight up. Oh. <laughs> okay, straight up. Um, so, so, and just, um, was there anybody else? One more, we'll give you one more opportunity and we're going to close it out. Okay. Um, so the scripture is, um, actually Ephesians 1 and 4. You want to write it down again, it's Ephesians 1 and 4. I want to read it in the King James Version and then I'm going to read it in the uh, Passion Translation. It says, Ephesians 1, 4, King James, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Uh, Again, according as he hath chosen us in him, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. That's the King James Version. Before I read the tra- tra- the, the Passion Translation, I'm going to allow Twinkle to, to um, share. Go ahead, babe. Oh, I didn't read it correctly. I thought you, I, I, I'm still double dog there and you. 
It ain't too late. I will pause just for you. Tanya, you too much. <laughs> um, I thought I was going to get off the hook. Um, you had talked about, you know, sometimes not feeling enough. And, you know, I know that that's one of my struggles. I, I struggle with sometimes not feeling like I'm not where I want to be spiritually. I feel like I'm not where I want to be as a mother, as a wife, um, health-wise. And I don't know if I set my my completion too high, um, but I know that I'm not giving up. Um, every day is a fight. Every day um, I'm, I'm walking this walk uh, and you know, I'm asking, I'm seeking, I'm knocking um, each and every day. But I know that that feeling of being inadequate or that feeling of not being enough is almost like a itch that that just won't go away. And sometimes it, it pulls me into a place where I'm like, well, maybe I'll just give up or maybe I just won't work on this. And then I'm like, nope, stinking thinking, got to get back on track. But you know it's it's a it's a, a everyday thing, and so I, I'm glad that I'm surrounded around people who continuously push me, who continuously allow me to to grow into who God has made me to be. That was huge, and I'm glad that I took the time um, to read your text real quick. <laughs> I love you. Keep going. Just keep going. All right, here is Ephesians 1-4 in the Passion Translation. And he chose us to be his very own, joining us to himself even before he laid the foundation of the universe. Because of his great love, he ordained us so that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence. I want to read it one more time. Ephesians 1 4, the Passion Translation. And he chose us to be his very own, joining us to himself even before he laid the foundation of the universe. We were on God's mind. Because of his great love, he ordained which means to, um, just lost my little ordain, which means to order or decree something officially. Listen, you are official. You're not a haphazard nothing. You are an official loved one of God. He ordained us so that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence. That means that whatever you did in your past, he already knew about it. He doesn't care about it. He's, he's, he's looking at the end product. Listen, I love you guys to life. We are fasting today, those who can. Um, this would be a great scripture to meditate on if you don't have anything else. I'm going to pray really quickly, and then when I'm closing out, Father, Father we thank you, Father, that we, we are sealing this call with this word. And you chose us. We didn't choose you. You chose us even before you had you created the world, before you even created the, the laid the foundation of the world. You had already chosen us. 
You didn't choose us because of who our mom or our, our, our who our parents or grandparents were, who we were. You chose us because you love us. And so we love you back today. And as we go throughout this day, God, we just ask that you would be with us, that you would protect us, protect our families, um, that you would be with us as we go from here and there. Um, thank you that we're blessed when we leave and we're blessed when we return. Thank you that our bank accounts are, are, are blessed, our um, savings accounts are blessed, our retirement accounts are blessed. Our, if we got money hidden in a shoe somewhere, buried in the backyard or under the mattress, thank you that those things are blessed, those finances are blessed. We ask God that you would bless us to meet back at the appointed time at 5 o'clock for those who can uh, uh, as we end the fast. And if, if they cannot, for those that will come back on tomorrow to hear, you, to hear your word. We give you praise, and we give you glory, and we give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys have a wonderful Wednesday. Live on purpose. Blessings. Safe flight, Josiah. Yes, love God you. Bless. Hmm. Thank you, everyone. Have a blessed day. Bye, everybody. Love you guys. Thank you.